Welcome to Stellar Cycles, a podcast dedicated to showing each woman her intrinsic power to guide her life, her cycle, her relationships, and her dreams. I cover feminine energy, reproductive health, and all things related to being a potent and magical being that is woman. I'm your host, Alina, and today our topic is a refresher on the four phases of the female cycle. Over the past few weeks, we've had some incredible guest episodes, so I really wanted to bring it back to feminine health and cycle-related stuff by giving you guys a quick refresher on each phase. This is really not a hear about it once and understand how it works 100% type of concept, but rather something that requires recognition and repetition throughout the various seasons of our lives. This episode will have a brief coverage of each phase, there's four, of the monthly cycle that most women in their reproductive years go through. I will touch on hormones, foods, exercises, and other aspects that make each phase unique and necessary. But first, a few updates. So my semi-truck brother Danny stopped by for about a day or so. Over this past weekend, he got here on Saturday night. He arrived, we went and picked up Sam at the airport, went out to dinner, and then Sunday we spent most of the day together and he left meeting the dog. That was really fun. She loved having three of us home the whole weekend and playing with us and hanging out. So that was really good. Unfortunately, I know you guys are tired of hearing about this, but my ear saga continues. Unfortunately, we are nowhere near done. I went back in today to see the nurse practitioner and she said that maybe it's not fungal. It does look bacterial, so it's a full circle situation. So they're putting me back on the antibiotic eardrops, so that's going to be fun. I am a little bit stuck because I really want to try the holistic route and just do my ear canal drops. It has some things like garlic, mullein in it. Just some natural remedies for ear infections instead of these antibiotic drops. So I really don't know. I want to rebel and just do my own thing at this point, but who knows? We're also going up north for the holidays, so I'm planning everything for that. I think we'll be taking the puppy with us. My parents have agreed to watch her for the couple of days that we're going to be in Canada. So the more fun part of this trip planning is the outfit planning. So I've been looking for some inspo on what am I going to be wearing up there. And I don't know, it's kind of hard because you have all these snow outfits in mind. But then it's like, okay, how much of my time am I actually going to be spending standing outside in a pile of snow? I don't really know. I'm not going to be that centered around purchasing a whole bunch of new things. And in general, I've just been leaning towards simplifying life more, just using what I have, maybe buying very minimal things if I really need to, and not really convincing myself that I have to buy more things to be happy or to get my life in order. So just using what I have and making the most of it. I also did my other hormone testing. You guys, I don't know if I told you about it, but the lab technician came over to my house, drew up my labs, sent them over for analysis, and I got the results. I did my first set of hormone testing back in May, and then I did it six months later at the beginning of this month in November. Well, now it's December, but I've now got the results. My DHEA came back down, so that's good. It was at the 392, I think, and now it's within the normal range. So that's reassuring. Nothing really needs to be done about that. I think it's related to stress or something. 
And then my testosterone is just slightly up. It's not massively out of range, but it's just slightly outside of the normal margins. So apparently I need to be drinking peppermint tea and just eating some testosterone lowering foods. And who knows, it might be the masculine energy in me. <laughs> Maybe I need to tap into my feminine energy a little more. As I'm heading from ovulatory phase into luteal phase, I'm keeping it pretty simple with some foods that I got from the farmer's market. I got some pears, I got some date syrup, some hummus, and some pita chips, some radishes, some cucumbers. Nothing too overwhelming, just a few things I can snack on that are related to the foods in the phase that I'm in. I'm going to launch into this week's episode, which is just a little snapshot at the cycle. I know we've had several guest episodes in a row, and those were super interesting to hear all of those individual girls' stories and gain some insight and inspiration from them. So I wanted to bring it back and remind us all, even more myself than anybody else, about these four phases and what's going on in each one, just to rope things in a little bit more and have a balanced entrance into the new year. Coming back to the root of our doctrine on this podcast, the four phases of the cycle. Like I said in the introduction, this is a practice and something that you have to continuously apply in your life. Over time, it's not something you can just hear about once. And while it is very inspiring and mind-blowing and eye-opening, you can't really just expect the knowledge of this stuff to magically transform your life. So I've been learning and applying this knowledge since about the spring of 2022. So coming up on two years. And it's normal to forget why we choose to maintain certain routines and practices in our lives, but no matter what, we never stop learning in life. The greatest scholars were always in the books, but where knowledge really thrives is when it is put into action and we're actually practicing the things that we learn about. These four phases, menstrual, follicular, ovulatory, and luteal, in the monthly cycle are seen in a biological woman of reproductive age between puberty and menopause. It's a process that distinguishes women from man, allows for children to be grown and born, and maintains a hormonal balance in the body that isn't just restricted to the reproductive system, but affects every organ group in the woman. Now, if you are under any sort of process or condition that disrupts this hormonal flow or pattern, such as being on hormonal birth control or being pregnant, then you're not actively going through these four phases. If you're not on hormonal birth control or you're not pregnant and you're not prior to puberty or after menopause, then it's very likely that these four phases are happening to you on a monthly basis. Phase one will be the menstrual phase. This kicks off your cycle. It's incorrectly assumed that all women turn into beasts on their period, but that's more accurate for the week prior. While a lot of women agree that they feel a huge relief when their period starts, myself included, I actually feel a lot more level-headed when it starts. Day one would be the first day of bleeding and the first day of your cycle. So your brain has recognized that you're not pregnant and triggers that uterine lining to be shed. The blood of your period is actual bright red blood. So if you have that dark red or brown spotting, that would be old oxidized blood from previous cycle. And oxidized means that it has made contact with the air. So it's been sitting there and it's really important that it's all coming out and not sticking around. 
A normal length for a period would be four days, but it's very common to see periods anywhere from one to 10 days long. I remember I had a friend in high school that her period would be there for like one day and that's it. And I was like, wow, she's so lucky. But at the same time, I was thinking that can't be normal. Let's remember that common does not equate normal, even though that language is very much used in the medical world. And it's very normal that our menstrual phase should follow the lunar cycle, so 28 to 30 days between bleeds. Symptoms of the menstrual phase would include lower back pain, uterine cramps, abdominal pain, sometimes nausea and vomiting if it gets that bad, headache, and a lower pain tolerance. So you would find yourself a lot more sensitive, say, if you go to get your eyebrows tweezed or to get your legs lasered or anything that comes with a little bit of pain, you would notice that experience or procedure being a lot more painful when you're in your menstrual phase. And that's because your pain tolerance is much lower. Moving on to exercise in your menstrual phase. So unless this phase is full of extremely painful symptoms for you, mild forms of exercise are highly encouraged and can really help mitigate any unpleasant symptoms that you might have during this phase. Things like hip-focused yoga, stretching, long serene walks, and for me, by day three, I like to be back in the gym and lifting weights. I don't really like to waste time with it and I don't feel my period as much by day three so heading into the follicular phase I'm already back in the gym I'm lifting some weights and really taking advantage of the fact that my muscle recovery is much better right now in this menstrual leading into follicular phase. Moving on to foods that you'd be eating during your menstrual phase, we would focus on eating mineral-rich whole foods that will replenish nutrient loss that happens during our bleeding. So dark red or green fruits and veggies such as kale, beets, seaweed, blackberry, blueberry, cranberry, root vegetables, black grapes, heavy on the seafood for protein. Again, this is going to have a lot of minerals for you. Sardines, oysters, shellfish, beef and duck for the meat girlies, and kidney or black beans for vegetarian girls. And of course, you want to replenish your minerals by getting a good dosage of aminos and electrolytes for healthy balancing salts. Grains are going to be darker too, like buckwheat and wild rice. Those are going to contain iron. Red raspberry leaf tea is a favorite on this podcast. This herb is so good for your uterus, so you would make this tea and drink it during your period, and it really helps to tone your uterus and prevent cramping. Activities. So your energy level will be lower. 30 to 40% of your calories daily get diverted to flushing the blood from your uterus. So this is your body's main job for the time being, however long your period is socialize if you're feeling up for it but don't push yourself into high energy situations you'll feel more drained than normal and spend some introspective time however that looks for you you're more spiritually vulnerable and accessible at this time so be reflective spend some time in your spiritual practice whatever that may look like do some journaling some meditating superhuman has some menstrual phase meditations which is really awesome. I've tried them out. I really love them. It's just focused meditations for women on how to love your body and just accept that space that you're in and make the most out of it. Check those out on the Superhuman app. Notice how you're taking a step to be cognizant of the space in time and phase in your cycle. So instead of just blowing through it, rushing past it, kind of like everything else in life, 
just notice how amazing it is that you get to take a moment and consider the fact that we're cyclical beings and how amazing that is and how this is something that for the most part you can rely on every single month you can also find ways to pamper yourself. So watch a comfort show with your red raspberry leaf tea and one of those dark chocolate bars from Hue, H-U. They're so good, especially the nut-filled ones. Hazelnut's my actual favorite. So find ways to show your body that you appreciate and love it and are taking care of it. To wrap up the menstrual phase, it represents winter and a pause in your monthly cycle to reap what you sowed. So it's kind of like that report card analogy that we always use. You're really reaping what you sowed throughout the cycle and you're getting to see the results of that during your period. You also go inwards and re-strategize for a new season. When we don't take this pause every month, we go into a territory of disease until our body is forced to get our attention. Moving on to the next phase, as you move out of your menstrual phase, you move into your follicular phase. So we highlight this as the phase that comes immediately after the menstrual phase, but in reality, it actually starts when your menstrual phase starts. So yes, this is because even as your brain has recognized that you are not pregnant and it's shedding that lining and you're bleeding, it is also already sending out the hormones to grow your eggs for the next ovulation cycle. So that's why follicular phase also starts at the same time. The follicular phase can be seen as the entire first half of the month, so everything leading up to ovulation, even starting from that first day of your bleed. So that brain sends out FSH, follicular stimulating hormone, which is ovary food, and grows eggs. As those eggs are growing during your follicular phase, they're creating estrogen. So your brain creates FSH, your eggs create estrogen. As the eggs are growing, the estrogen causes the uterine lining to start thickening in preparation for another ovulation cycle and potential implantation of an embryo. The slightly rising testosterone helps with sex drive and ambition. This will look like day 5 to day 13 of your cycle. Energy comes back to life, stamina and endurance are way up, the brain is braining, you're really feeling it. Exercise during this time, cardio is great. Also new routines. If you're interested in implementing something new into your exercise routine, this is really the best time because you will remember and be able to repeat it throughout your cycle. Foods that you're going to eat are going to be vibrant, lightly cooked foods that remind you of spring. So fruits and veggies are going to be citruses, carrots, sprouts, zucchini, string beans, parsley, proteins, things like poultry, chicken, eggs, lentils, trout, grains, things like rye, wheat, oats, and barley. And wheat, rye, those carbs are not your enemy in this cycle. This is because your body is really burning your calories super, super well, and it really needs the support of carbs such as rye or wheat or oats to maintain your stamina and endurance throughout this phase of your cycle. Some extra foods that you might find yourself eating during this follicular phase would be olives, sauerkraut, and nut butter. And those are just not massive parts of your meal, but little additions that you can have that really boost your diet. And activity. Since you have a ton of energy for exercise now and your muscle repair is the best in this follicular phase, you are 
going to be doing a lot of new things, going new places, trying new things. This is great if you're going on a trip somewhere. You might be bursting with new ideas. Implement them as they tend to stick around when they begun in this phase. And again, you just truly feel like you've come back to life in this follicular phase. So this is the spring of your cycle and marks new beginnings. We as women have a renewed chance monthly to implement our goals and dreams, especially on the insights received in the menstrual phase. I think that's so cool. Every time that I get reminded that this is how we work, I'm like, wow, we really get this internal clock within us that lets us start over every single month and just sheds everything that's old. And we really just get a chance every single month. Phase three, ovulation. This is the Super Bowl of your cycle and everything in your body is playing together to get this to happen every month. During this phase, the hormone luteinizing hormone peaks in order to release a mature egg from the ovary, ready to be fertilized. At this point, FSH, LH, and estrogen are all high. Symptoms of this phase would be glowing skin, shiny eyes, your hips are a little bit wider, you're more social, more magnetic, and if you reach inside and grab the mucus off of your cervix, which is pretty high up, it would have that egg white, sticky, stringy consistency. You can also test for ovulation with pea strips. So the first LH peak value will indicate that ovulation is triggered. Your egg is going to pop out of the ovary within the next 24 hours after you see your first positive ovulation test. This can happen usually around day 14 to 18 of your cycle. It varies women to women. I've ovulated sometimes on day 14 or 15, sometimes on day 18 or 19. It's really beneficial for you to track when this is happening, especially if you're not on a hormonal birth control. During this ovulatory phase, your energy has moved outward, so it's focused on the outer world. For exercise, you might be doing HIIT, strength training, group exercises. The foods, your cooking is still light, but think summer foods. Lots of healthy fats too, because that's going to aid in smooth ovulation. So the smoother the foods that you eat, of course, in the healthy way, such as avocados, eggs, the smoother the egg is going to have of a time of popping out of your ovaries. Fruits and vegetables, colorful, strawberries, persimmon, eggplant, red bell pepper, spinach. For proteins, we're doing poultry, we're doing eggs, we're doing wild salmon, tuna, lamb, and lentils. We're going to go into lighter grains, something like quinoa, amaranth, and maca and coffee too will really help sustain the energy that you have during this time. For activity, because your energy is more focused outward, this is the most social point of your cycle. You're very gifted with words at this time, so have those important conversations. Tell people what's on your mind and have the talks that you need to have. You're going to be naturally good at hosting, so have some people over, you know, host a girls' night. And your sex drive is naturally high at this time as well because nature wants to get you pregnant. Ovulation is like summer or the high point of your cycle. Everything up until this point has been working to release a mature, healthy egg and hopes for its fertilization. Once the egg has been released, the first half of the monthly cycle is completed and the second half, the luteal phase, begins. Moving on to phase four, the luteal phase. I would say this is the longest phase. It can range anywhere from, mm, I'd say... 10 to 14 days. 
Not all at once, of course, but things start slowing down as the excitement wears down bit by bit and so do your energy levels. So things start moving little by little from outward inward. After ovulation, your ovary starts making progesterone and progesterone is a calming, helpful hormone. It honestly does really good things for your hair, your skin, your nails, your nervous system. It helps you deal with stress better. Its role in your reproductive health is that it starts getting your body ready for pregnancy. So it starts thickening up that uterine lining and just getting ready to feed an embryo should it implant in your uterus. So this is about day 18 to day 28. Little by little, your hormones start dropping off. And the symptoms of this will be fatigue, cravings, PMS, irritability, bloating, and acne. And it's just very common to not even feel like yourself at this point, especially the week and a few days right before your period. For exercise, main thing to remember is do stay moving, stay active. Everything in your body will be screaming at you to be horizontal and not do anything. But remember that exercise is your friend and it's really good for mental health. So continue your strength training if you're able to. And Pilates is also a really good alternative to that. If you're not wanting to do weightlifting, do some Pilates. If you're finding it a little more difficult to do those things, do some yoga, hip-focused to make your period easier and get things moving in your pelvis. You could also do swimming. That's my personal favorite. If you have access to a pool, covered, or outdoors, swimming is an amazing way to calm your nervous system, and I found that I love to do this during my luteal phase. Foods you're going to have, think grounding, harvesty foods. So fruits and veggies would include pumpkin, squash, radish, sweet potato, peaches, apples, pears, dates. Proteins would be chickpea, turkey, cod, halibut. So I picked up some hummus since I'm in my luteal phase right now. Brown rice for grains and some extras would be peppermint, spirulina, dark chocolate, and of course red raspberry leaf tea just in preparation and anticipation of your period. Just remember that in your luteal phase, your energy levels are just going to start declining. So it's normal to feel like you need more rest and be more of a homebody. So use that to nest and get ready for a new cycle starting. Be more attentive to details and understand that you're highly sensitive at this time. So channel that into creative work. The luteal phase is the autumn of your cycle. It reminds us that there is a gradual change from the high energy of ovulation slash summer to the hibernation of winter slash menstrual phase. So we're reminded to take that time to slow down and phase from outward to inward energy. I hope this little refresh of the cycle was helpful. It was definitely helpful to me to remind me of what goes on in each cycle and how I can be more cognizant of that within my own life. And I really hope it reminded you of why you come back to this information too, why you listen to this podcast. It's not always perfect, but being mindful of your own cycle and the little seasons within it really does help us women in a way that can't be explained, only felt. Like I said earlier, I truly believe that we were created with the cycle and to have an awareness and attunement such as this, it's kind of like a little hack that we get to have for our lives. Thank you for tuning into this episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at StellarCyclesPod. You can download the free grocery guide that I have in the link in the bio so you can have a more detailed list of all these foods for each phase that I went through and you can have that when you're grocery shopping. Please give us a rating and review and until then, 
Spread the good word about Stellar Cycles to your fellow women and let's all elevate our lives, cycles, and dreams together. Till next time, Stellar Cycles out.